0: I'm Donica Contour, and this is Naptime Devotionals, episode 109, His Ways Are Everlasting, Studying the Books of Nahum, Habakkuk, and Zephaniah. Welcome to Naptime Devotionals, a Come Follow Me study for busy moms. I'm your host, Donica Contour. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a daughter of God, just trying to get home, and I hope that something I say here today will help you on your journey home, too. Welcome, welcome. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for taking some time today. To study the scriptures with me. Um, the books we're in today. Uh, well, let's just say I am doing my best at guessing as to whether or not I'm saying it correctly. Um, Nahum, Habakkuk, and Zephaniah. Right? I mean, the last one I feel like I'm pretty confident on. But the Habakkuk, there's just too many K's in that for me. That's okay. All right. So, we're just going to jump into it. In the Come, Follow Me, um, it says nah- Nahum. Here we go again. Nahum, Habakkuk, and Zephaniah, Zephaniah and the others were not just prophets of doom. There's a lot of doom and gloom in these, right? They were prophets of deliverance. Um, And I like this idea that the ultimate message of all books of Scripture, the Book of Mormon, the Bible, that's including the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Doctrine and Covenants, Pearl of Great Price, our books of Scripture from our prophets... Um, all of these books of scripture, the whole point, the whole message is come unto Christ. And we see this in these doom and gloom prophets as well. Um, We have Nahum um, chapter one, verse seven, um, Habakkuk Habakkuk, chapter three, verse six, and Zephaniah chapter two, verse three are all examples of this come unto Christ um, narrative, right? The other thing, is that the Come Me mentions that some people might find it difficult to reconcile the way that a lot of these prophets talk about God. For example, in Nahum chapter 1, verse 7, it says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Now, that Lord is the same Lord that we're talking about in Nahum, still chapter 1, verse 2. God is jealous, and the Lord revengeth. The Lord revengeth, and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserveth, reserveth wrath for his enemies. Um, and the Come Follow Me recommends, if you want a super in-depth read of like trying to. Sorry, I just cut my kid, my boy's hair, and I am covered in hair. And so every time I touch my face, I'm like, oh, it's another hair. Blah, 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 blah. Anyway. Um, I'm going to have to change my shirt. I thought I got it mostly on them, but I was incorrect. So the Come Follow Me recommends for a super in-depth and very complete answer to, like, how do we reconcile these two images of God, one as him being so good and one as him taking vengeance upon his enemies, right? Um, And it recommends reading Alma um, chapter 42, the entire chapter, and it's a good one. So I recommend, if you've got time this week, Definitely take a gander through there. Um, For me, I think of reconciling these images in the same way... Like, the thing that helps me reconcile these um, the most... Is remembering that God has asked us to call Him our Father in Heaven. Um, And that my father, my human earthly father, right... His job, when I was growing up in his household... And now my job for my children as their mother, as their parent, is to love them unconditionally. Absolutely. Is to raise them to follow Christ. Absolutely. And is to show them and help them understand the consequences of not following Christ. And this can be, um, this can be done through a variety of things. It's not like we only talk about Jesus in our house. We do talk about other things. Um, for example, something as simple as te- one of the things that we teach our kids is the difference between growing food versus fun food, right? I think a differentiation needs to be made, right? Because otherwise I have a three-year-old that will just be like, Oh, if there's no difference in food, then I would like a plateful of candy for dinner, please. Um, which, you know, if we wanted to do natural consequences, we could be like, okay, and he could eat a plate full of candy for dinner, and that would be great for one night, maybe two nights, maybe even three nights, but after a while, he would start to feel it, and he would start to feel really sick and understand why fun food is fun food, and growing food is growing food. Anyway, but that allows us an opportunity to talk about the word of wisdom, and to talk about why God asks us to partake of some things and not other things, and why he tells us to limit some things, et cetera, et cetera, right? Right? And I think that this can be done with a variety of things, right? Even something as simple as obedience, right? Um, one of the lessons I taught my children early on was, and I'm sure most moms are like this, was that we do not just run into the middle of the road, <laughs> right? My kids, this is this is the lecture that they got from me. If you run into the middle of the road, you will get squished like a bug. Would you like my clap there? I tried to clap further down from the mic so it wouldn't be smashed in your ear, but if it did, I'm sorry. You would get squished like a bug. Um, I think with Ginny and Julia, I even demonstrated on a grape and I was like, this is you, this is the car smash. And that's you now. And they're like, Oh my gosh. So I might have traumatized them a little bit, but they don't take off on me in the middle of the road. In fact, they stay very close to the car because I have shown them and they understand that if they take off, if they run into the middle of the road, there is a likelihood because they're tiny people that they will get, not be seen and get hit by a car. And that will be the end of that. They, that will be, and it's always funny for me, I don't know about you guys, but I always have a struggle between balancing between like, yes, we're an eternal family and you know, we'll get to see each other again and not not even death can stop us, but also being like, you will die and we'll never see you again, except for we will see you again, but we just won't see you until we die. And anyway, um, so I think that reconciling this God who is good and loves us and wants us. Um, and, and loves us and wants us to return home with him as also a God who takes vengeance on his adversaries is the same way, um, I understand it in the parental, um, I can, I can, I can put those two images together because I am a parent and I understand that. Um, one of the things I will leave this with you, um, because this is kind of the end, but, um, one thing that I thought of that kind of reconciles this for me is that I am, I, I consider myself a loving human being, right? I love my children. I love my, par- my parents. I love my family, um, which I feel like, you know, even bad guys do, right? They love their families and their, um, et cetera. But I also am working on having that Christ-like love for all of his children, for all of, um, the people around me. With that said... I love my children, right? Um, And one of my daughters was having some issues with a kid at school. And it got taken care of. Everything's okay. Um, But I remember telling my (laughs) sister-in-law... I told her, I'm like, on the one hand, part of me is like, this is natural. This is a normal part of growing up. Everybody has to deal with somebody picking on them to a degree. It didn't escalate to be anything really huge. It's nothing really terrible. Like, it was uncomfortable, um, but it got addressed. It's okay. The teacher took care of it. Like, everything is fine now. And I was like, I struggle between that perspective and wanting to rip this kindergartner's throat out with my teeth. Like, because that's my baby, you know? And so, obviously, I'm not actually going to do that. That's a very gruesome, <laughs> very gruesome um, image. But I can reconcile God taking vengeance upon his enemies because his enemies are not just His enemies. His enemies are the enemies of His people when they are being righteous. right? How many times have we seen God deliver the right a righteous people from enemies? Um, and so I think that it's important to take into account that God is the same forever, today, yesterday, forever, right? And his ways, right, as the Come Follow Me title is, his ways are everlasting. And so I think the more that we can reconcile this idea that our doom and gloom God is also our abundantly loving God, um, the more we can understand him as a complex character, I think um, the world would have us see him as either or. Either he loves everybody, which he does, and he accepts everybody in their sins, which he does not. Um, and, you know, you don't have to do anything. He loves you and he'll just accept you the way you are. Or he hates everybody. He's up there. He's the referee just trying to call flags on the play and get you out of the game and dock you for as many points as there is. And I don't think that either of those things are 100 uh, Both of those are partial truths that have been twisted. I can tell you by who, but you'll only need one guess. Um, And I think that ultimately reconciling God as this complex person, that recognizing that he is a person who loves us unconditionally, does not approve of us unconditionally, wants to bless us, but it is conditional upon our actions, upon how much we are following His commandments, how much we are listening to Him, right? How much are we responding to um, the revelations that we receive? And how much of it is, you know, how much are we doing that and how much are we not, right? And then that will be in direct correlation with our blessings. But also, God is a God of line upon line. So the more that we do, the more we are given and the more that we are given, the more that we have capacity to do, et cetera, et cetera. And it builds and built. Um, so I think that the trick with these prophets specifically is looking for the deliverance in their messages. There's a lot of doom and gloom, you guys, a lot of destruction because these are wicked, wicked people that he is talking to. And it's very easy to read this and be like, "Yeah, no, that sounds like today." Like, we did. Nahum watch the nine o'clock news. I don't even know if there is nine o'clock news. I made that up. But you know, has he been watching the, um, you know, the news? Because it it feels very similar to the world that we are in right now. Um, but keeping in mind that we know, we know that the world is only going to get worse. But at the same respect, the world is going to get worse. Satan is going to get get a stronger hold on the people that are following him. But all things have an opposite. And in the same way that the world is going to get worse, the world is also going to get better. There's going to be more good. The strong and the faithful are going to be stronger and more faithful. Um, and the we are going to see miracles in our lives if we are sticking right next to the path. If we are doing everything that Heavenly Father has asked us to um, to the best of our abilities. You know, the only, the only sin I have so far successfully avoided, or rather the only commandment I have successfully 100% done in my lifetime is thou shalt not kill. And if that includes bugs, then I haven't done that one either. Anyway, I will talk to you guys next week.